You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Minister Anele, for such a wonderful introduction. It is an honor to bring the Word of God to you. But before we get into that, allow me to honor our pastors in absentia. Let's honor our pastors, Pastor Eric and Pastor Uba. It is a good thing to have shepherds. When you don't have a shepherd, you are disadvantaged. (laughs) Shepherds are a system of advantage for the believer. And so, because of that, we honor them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For the labor that they have put in for the kingdom, we honor them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, we were singing. We were singing about the faithful, the faithfulness of God. And... You know, it dawned on me, even as we were worshiping, that one of God's track records is faithfulness. If you read from Genesis to Revelation, there's a a theme that cuts across. It is the faithfulness of God. And so, even as we are gathered here, I want you to, you know, be attentive to his faithfulness. Hallelujah. Be attentive to his faithfulness. God is so good. This morning, I want to talk to you on a subject I titled, Restoration Through His Resurrection. Restoration Through His Resurrection. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning. Thank you that we are gathered together in your house, ready to be fed by your hand. Father, we thank you that, Lord, everything that had died, that was about to die, will be resurrected by your spirit in this service. In the name of Jesus, I declare, O God, that nobody will leave this service without experiencing your resurrection. Because you said you are the resurrection and the life. And so, Father, we bring everything to you that was about to die. Everything that had died. We bring marriages that were dying. Marriages that have died. Father, we bring them before you. And we say, let them be resurrected in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we speak to bodies that were about to die. Lord God, we declare, let them be resurrected. Let them experience your resurrection power. Careers and businesses that were about to die. Let them experience your resurrection power. Now, oh God, we commend ourselves to you, to the word of your grace that is able to build us up and give us an inheritance amongst those who are sanctified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Please help me say to your neighbor, neighbor, Get ready to receive from God. 
Hallelujah. It's not from me that you are receiving. It's from God. Hallelujah. Because while I'm ministering, I'm also here to receive. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the secret to receiving in the kingdom of God, if you want to receive anything from God, one of the keys is attention. Don't allow anyone to distract you. It's attention. You remember in the book of Acts chapter 3 at the beautiful gate, when the disciples, Peter and John, were going to the hour of prayer, they saw the lame man by the beautiful gate. And the Bible says that, you know, he was begging for alms. And Peter and John said, look unto us. Amen. And the Bible says that he turned and gave them his attention, expecting to receive. So you cannot receive without attention. Attention is the price you pay to receive from God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. You and I were purchased by the precious blood of Jesus. And one of the things you know, you, 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 you use to determine the value of a thing is the price that was paid for that thing. So because you and I were purchased by the blood, that tells you the value that is on your life. Let no enemy lie to you that you are of no value, that you are of no use. When he comes to lie to you, you must tell him that I was purchased by the blood of Jesus. If there is anything more pre precious than the blood of Jesus, please help me to see it. But as far as I know, there is nothing as precious as the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, we want to look at some of the things that Jesus restored to us by reason of his resurrection. And the way we know what was restored is to first, obviously, identify what was lost. When, and, 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 and we must identify when it was lost. Because if we don't identify when it was lost, it is possible for you to lose it again. Even though it was given back to you. Am I talking to somebody? Hallelujah. The starting point, number one, through Jesus' resurrection, our authority was restored. Our dominion was restored. You remember in Genesis chapter 1, 26, God said that he will make man in our image, in our likeness, and God gave man dominion. Amen? And that dominion was lost. And through the resurrection of Christ, that dominion was restored. That authority was restored. Hallelujah. I want us to go to the book of Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verses 5 to 6. Luke 4, verses 5 to 6. We're going to go through a lot of scriptures. Amen? Yeah. Is that okay? All right. Then the devil, taking him up 
on a high mountain, that's taking Jesus, showed him, where are we now? Taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. Amen. Verse 6. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for this has been delivered to me and I will give it to whomever I wish. He said, this has been delivered. Amen. That's the enemy saying, the authority that I have, the dominion that I have was delivered to me. Other version says, I was given. Hallelujah. Jesus did not dispute the fact that he was delivered to him. So though we know, according to John 10.10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy, in this case, the enemy did not steal that dominion. He did not steal that authority. It was handed to him. Where was it handed to him? In the fall of man. In Genesis chapter 3. When the Bible says that man fell, when man committed high treason, the Bible says and God came in the cool of the day and he, and he was looking for Adam. Now this is where it gets interesting. Because when God said to Adam, where are you? Have you eaten of the tree that I told you not to eat from? The Bible says, Adam said, the woman you gave me. <laughs> the woman you gave me. Now, in the realm of the spirit, anytime you do not take responsibility, you hand over authority. This is where it was handed. So, now I want you to notice something. The moment Adam says, the woman you gave me, God stopped talking to Adam. Then he moved on to Eve. Why? Because Eve now had authority. Eve was now in authority. Then he now speaks to Eve and Eve says, the serpent. So the authority that came from Adam went to Eve and then Eve pointed his finger, her finger at the enemy and the enemy was now in authority. Now watch this. When God came to the serpent to speak to him, the serpent did not point any fingers. That is how the authority remained with him. It was handed to me. That authority is the authority that through his resurrection, we have been given back. He says to us in Matthew 28, all authority has been given to me. Now I give it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. That was after the resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. I'm gaining back my authority. I have my authority. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. If you don't take authority... You transfer, if you don't take responsibility, you transfer authority. First Corinthians 15, 22 said, For as in Adam all die, 
So in Christ, all will be made alive. So Adam represented mankind. When Adam sinned, he did not sin for himself. He was representing mankind. Because if Adam sinned for himself, we would have also been given a clean slate. But because in Adam all died, it tells us that Adam represented mankind. And when Christ came as the last Adam, the Bible says that in Christ all live. So when Christ came, won the victory, resurrected, that victory was for us. So because of that, you and I walk in victory. We live in victory. We operate from a place of victory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Colossians chapter 2, verse 11 to 15. Colossians 2, 11 to 15. Let's read it together. In him. Okay. Let's not rush scripture. In him, hold that, in him, let's continue, you were also circumcised. So everything that follows is a result of being in him. Hello? With the circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 12. Buried with him in baptism, in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. 13. Hallelujah. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made a life together with him. So we are alive because we are in him. Am I talking to somebody? Having forgiven you all trespasses. Hallelujah. Verse 14. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Now, that verse 15, when he was disarming them, you were disarming them. Why? Because you were in him. Listen, he made a public spectacle. It was not in private that he defeated the devils. He made a public spectacle. So when God begins to show off with your life publicly, is that, that is what you are talking about. It's public. Why? Because you are in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Put your hand on your chest and say, by his resurrection, my authority was restored in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Glory to God. Glory to God. Number two. Number two. His resurrection restored man's place in the presence of God. His resurrection restored man's place in the presence of God. Now, before the fall of man, Adam was in the Garden of Eden. And Eden means presence. Eden means presence. So when Adam sinned, God drove him out of the garden of Eden. Now, God, if you look at it, it's just, it may look on the surface as just God driving him out of a place called Eden. But he drove him out of the presence of God. And God told Adam what will um, characterize his life by reason of leaving the presence of God. God said to him that in toil you shall eat bread. So when he left the presence of God, he now had to toil to eat bread. From the sweat of your brow shall you eat bread. And the Bible says that God told him that the earth will, will, will not yield its strength to you. Why? Because you are no longer in the presence of God. It's got nothing to do with the ground. It's not that it's not raining. No, 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 no. God did not say there is going to be a drought. God did not say there will be a famine. That is why it will not produce. No. He says, as long as you move out of my presence, that ground, even though it's raining, it's not going to yield its strength to you. Why? Because you are no longer in my presence. Which tells us that things responded to Adam by reason of where he was standing. Things responded to Adam by reason of whose presence he was in. As long as he was in the presence of God, he could go on a walk with animals. That same animal called a lion, he could go on a walk with it. Am I talking to somebody? But the moment he left the presence of God, that animal became wild. He could go for a swim with the sharks. That same well that took Jonah, he could go on a swim with that well. But the moment he left the presence of God, that shark would now look at Adam and see a meal. So things responded to Adam by reason of whose presence stood. Am I talking to somebody? Listen. There are things that respond to prayer. Then there are things that respond to whose presence you stand in. My God. Are you here? Oh, glory to God.
My God, my God. Hmm. So when God came and said, Adam, where are you? God was not asking in relation to his physical location. No. God was asking in relation to his spiritual location. Because in the realm of the spirit, Adam stood in the presence of God. So God looked and he could not find Adam. That is why he said, Adam, where are you? Adam did not know what God was referring to. He said, I hid myself. No, 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 no. no. That's not what we're talking about. Why? Because in the realm of the spirit, you have a chair. And in that chair, I don't see you. Hello? I don't see you. You were in my presence. Now that you have sinned, you are no longer in my presence. So your seat is empty. That is what God was referring to. Now you understand why now the Bible says in Ephesians 2 verse 6, it says, for we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So Jesus came to restore our place in the presence of God. Am I talking? Let me explain. Let me explain. When we came into church, you saw this seat empty. That told you Pastor Eric is not here. At no point did you start looking around the church building to say, is he sitting in the back? No, you didn't. Because that's not where he sits. This is his seat. Am I talking to somebody? So God saw Adam sit empty. And he knew that there's a problem. He didn't look anywhere else. He knew there's a problem. That's why he said, did you eat of the tree? He didn't wait for him to tell him. Did you eat of the tree I told you not to eat from? Why? Because your seat is empty. So Christ restored our presence. Our place in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 17 verse 1. This thing of the restoration of our place in the presence of God is, is amazing. It is amazing. Hallelujah. 1 Kings 17 verse 1. Let's read together. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be Jew nor reign these years except at my word. So the, the heavens, the clouds, the rain responded to Elijah based on where he stood. For three seasons, the rains would peep and say, it is time for us to come. But we, are, we see that we are being restrained. How are we being restrained? There is a man called Elijah who spoke. Okay, he spoke. But where was he when he was speaking? He was in the presence of God. And then he said, it's okay. We have to wait until he speaks. We can't come. We can't come. 
It's not so much about you speaking. It's about where you stand. Because if you think it's about speaking, you can shout all you want. Go and ask the prophets of Baal. They will tell you they were shouting, calling for their God the whole day. No movement. But when a man who stood in the presence of God, he didn't have to shout. He didn't have to shout. The Bible says David did not even have to ask for the waters. He just wished for them. <laughs> My God. Jesus restored man's place in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Luke chapter 1 verse 19. The Bible says, And the angel answered and said to him, that is Zacharias, amen, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Now, <laughs> for some of us who like dynamics, when I read this scripture, I'm like, but why didn't Gabriel bring <laughs> to Zechariah's attention his glory? He didn't say, based on how I look, based on my splendor. No, no, no. no. He didn't say, based on how big I am, <laughs> based on the light that emanates out of me. No. He said, based on the fact that I stand in the presence of the Lord, hear me. He says, I was sent. Hello. I was sent. God sends those who are standing in his presence. Oh, God. Some shall be sent from this house. From this house, some shall be sent. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We give you honor. You remember, let's go to Zechariah. Zechariah chapter 3, verses 6 to 7. With Joshua the high priest. You can go and read the whole thing. But first, verse 6 to 7, Zechariah 3. Then the angel of the Lord admonished Joshua the high priest, right? Saying, thus says the Lord of hosts. If you will walk in my ways and you will keep my command. <laughs> Then you shall also judge my house. And likewise, have charge of my courts. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. I will give you places to walk among these who stand here. Which means that there are parts, there are journeys that are reserved for those that stand 
in the presence of God. There are places that God wants to take you and I as we stand in his presence. Am I talking to somebody? So, you and I are meant to journey to places unknown. Reserved for those that stand in the presence of the Lord. Now, so when you see Jesus walking on water, it is inexplicable on this side of eternity. But on the other side of eternity, where there is a gathering of those that stand in the presence of God, that miracle is, can be explained. It can be explained with precision. Why? Because there is a path that those who stand in the presence of God will walk on. Am I talking to somebody? Now, <laughs> Moses stood in the presence of God. That is why he could go to Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. He did not leave during that time. Hello. But he wrote the book of Genesis with precision. It was not guesswork. There were no manuscripts that were handed to him by somebody else. Am I talking to somebody? So because he stood in the presence of God, God took him to that day. When the Bible says that in the beginning, in the beginning, God created. God took Moses to that day and saw that day. So when we say that the earth was void, was formless, and darkness hovered the, over the surface of the deep, Moses was taken to that day. Am I talking to someone? When God began to create the stars, the sun, the moon, Moses was taken to that day. Why? Because there is a path. There is a journey that must be walked by people that stand in the presence of God. He was taken to that day when Abraham left the Ur of the Chaldeans. He was taken to that day when he saw Noah and his family entering into the ark. He was taken to the days of the floods. There is a place that we are meant to journey to as people of the spirit. Am I talking to somebody? Please help me say to your neighbor, neighbor, there is a place. There are places that you are meant to journey to because you are in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh my God. So there are places where spirits journey to. There are places where spirits journey to. 
The Bible says God is the father of spirits. So there are places we are meant to journey to. Am I talking to somebody? There are places you are meant to journey to. In the flesh, there are places you have journeyed to. You've been to Cape Town. You've been to Deben. You've been to Dubai. Huh? Even if you haven't been, just say amen. Receive it. You've been to New York. Yeah? Yeah? <laughs> You've been to the moon. <laughs> amen. That's in the flesh. But there are places that are meant to be journeyed to by your spirit. That when you gather with your friends, when you talk about the places you have traveled to, there are places that you must mention that are in the spirit. I don't know the name, but there is a place I travel to. What did you see? We are talking of spiritual things. What did you see? I saw this and that and this and that. Your friends must be able to say, I was there. Or I passed through there. There is a place I was going to and I was connecting my flight spiritually to that place. We talk of, I was connecting my flight through Dubai. But there are places you must connect through in the realm of the spirit. Let me tell you something. Ezekiel 37 was a journey in the spirit. The valley of dry bones was not a physical place. He was saying, the people are ministering to that are in the court. Why are they not hearing me? In fact, let's put it there. Let's put it there. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Ezekiel 37 verse 1. 37. All right. We're getting there. Amen. Are you being blessed? Ah, let's read. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit. Brought me. There was a traveling. Hello? Brought me in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. That is the place where Ezekiel wrote the deliverance of Israel. He was trying to minister to them in the courts. Nothing was happening. Then God said, no, 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 no. If you want to deliver these people, let me take you to a place where they are in captivity. I want to show you their state. Their state is that they are dry bones. It is from that place that he wrote deliverance from the house of Israel. Am I talking to somebody? There are places that you and I as the church are meant to journey to if we are going to deliver our families. The reason some of us, our family members are not born again is because there is a place we haven't traveled to. There is a place we haven't traveled to. 
Listen, and when you travel there, their deliverance is very quick. It's quick. What you have been trying to do for years, for decades, for generations, the moment you get to that place, everything becomes clear. Everything becomes clear. I remember one time, we had somebody that was trusting God for a child. They were trusting God for a child for many years. And you know, family members start pointing fingers. It's the wife. Who who knows that it's the wife? They did everything. Nothing happened. One night, the Lord took me to a place where I saw it was like a, a family. But when I really looked, I said, these are not people. They're not people, but they were a family. And then the Lord said, look at that. And I saw a child. I said, okay, what am I doing here? The Lord said, that is the child for that couple. So, when I woke up, I said to the Lord, I just started praying. And the Lord said, just call them. It's already done. Call them. So, I called them. They came through. We prayed. We just said, this is what the Lord showed me. Your baby is coming. They went home. Then the Lord said to me, go and visit them. So when we went to visit, on our way, I said to my wife, let's pass through spa. What are we doing? We are buying diapers. So when we got home, I said, here you are. I can see a baby running in this house. That baby is two years, I think. Two years old. There is a place we must journey to. We want Mitrand. There is a place we must journey to. There is a place we must journey to. And when we get there, this building will become, I don't know, overflow is even too, this is too small. It's too small. It will become like a satellite. Okay, go and there's a service there. There's a service there. There are some people here who know that there is a place that God told us about Midran. It's still coming. It's still coming. I remember sharing with Pastor Eric some years ago when we were still in Devina. No, before Devina. I said, I saw the hand of the Lord like this. And he was saying, these are two locations. Here is a place where you're going, and this is another place. That place has no building. There is land. It's still to come to pass. But these things have to be journeyed for. Hallelujah. All right, time is, time is going. Time is going. Time is going. There are places we have to journey to. Am I talking? There are many of us, as I was praying this morning, the Lord said to me, there are many of us who know to pray in the Spirit, but don't know to journey in the Spirit. Do you know that tongues are a language, right? It's a language that is spoken in some place. So it's time we went to that place where they speak that language. When we get there, it will be normal. This is the cross. This is 
his resurrection. Am I talking to somebody? Oh my God. Second Kings 5. We need to get wrapping up. Second Kings 5, 15 to 17. We are still on the issue of, you know, Jesus restored man's place in the presence of God. Second Kings chapter 5, 15 to 17. And he returned to the man of God. This is Naaman. Naaman was returning to Elisha. And all his aides and came and stood before him. And he said, indeed, now I know that there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. That's very important. Very, very important. Now, therefore, please take a gift from your servant. Okay, 16. But he said, as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive nothing. And he urged him to take it, but he refused. Now look at what Naaman does. Because he said, now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Now look at what he did. 17. So Naaman said, then if not, please let your servant be given two new lords of earth. For your servant will no longer offer either burnt offering or sacrifices to other gods but to the Lord. Now listen, what was happening here? <laughs> there is no God except in Israel. But Naaman does not live in Israel. Because he had seen the healing that was wrought to him by the God of Israel. So he says, I'm going back. But I know something. Israel is a nation. And Israel is a land. So give me the earth of Israel. When I go to my nation and I begin to pray, standing on that earth, when God hears me, he hears somebody who's calling from Israel. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Saying your neighbor, it matters whose presence you stand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We are wrapping up Genesis 2.15. Number three. Jesus restored our priesthood and rulership. Genesis 2.15. Let's read. Then the Lord God took man, the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. To do what? To tend and keep it. Now this is very important. Don't miss this. That instruction to tend and to keep the garden was an instruction to do deeds of priesthood. It was not an instruction to do landscaping. God did not create Adam to say, go and do landscaping. That's your purpose. No, 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 no. no. That's wrong theology. Do acts of priesthood and rulership. Why? So that the earth will forever be able to live stream the will, the purposes, the realities of heaven. That's what the earth was supposed to be. So when Jesus now says to the disciples, 
This is how you should pray. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He was introducing them to priesthood. Because the earth is supposed to live stream what is happening in heaven. Let's rise up. Let's rise up. My God, my God. Let's just appreciate him. Let's appreciate him. Come on, let's appreciate him. Father, we appreciate you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. For your resurrection, we are grateful. For your resurrection, we are grateful. We know that through your resurrection, there are things that have been restored. Come on, just lift your hands. Be in that mode to receive. Receive everything that was restored to us through his resurrection. There are many things that we are not able to mention. But I want you to just be in that space where you are receiving, you are downloading. It becomes your reality. The things that he restored to us. Father, we thank you. Yes, Lord. We receive in the name of Jesus. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray right now. Open your mouth, begin to pray. Begin to mention to God the things that you know have died or are dying by reason of his resurrection. Those things are being restored in the name of Jesus. We declare restoration of marriages, restoration of careers, restoration of health in the name of Jesus. We declare, oh God, let your people be in good health even as their soul prospers in the name of Jesus. Lord God, those that were dying spiritually, Father, we pray, resurrect them in the name of Jesus. Oh God, like the women came to the tomb and they found the stone rolled away. We declare that the stone of reproach has been rolled away in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name. Yes, God. We glorify your name. Oh, we bless you. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we glorify you. In Jesus' mighty name. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.